playing Iggy there because Manchin's having a great year and it's getting even better now because he is the subject of a new book called Total Chaos, The Story of the Stooges. And the author of that book, Jeff Gold, joins us now. Jeff, how are you tonight? Very well. How are you? Uh, very well indeed. This is a bit of a golden autumn, really, for Iggy, isn't it? Um, he's the subject of the Jim Jarmusch film. The, the album he's done with Josh Ohm is brilliant. Just play the track from it there. The live album he has done, I think, is possibly even better. Uh, and as I say, the book with you, it, it's, I don't think he was quite expecting this, was he? It's kind of the biggest year of his career. It's not even kind of. It is the biggest year of his career. He's had the highest charting record of his career. He got nominated for Grammy yesterday. He's got the the book, the biggest tour of his career, the film, and uh, a, a show at the Brooklyn Museum where a number of artists, including uh, a Turner Prize winning one, uh, life uh, did life drawings of Iggy. So this was him in the nude. Yes, he still has no problem whatsoever getting his kid off, has he? None. None. <laughs> My, <laughs> he, I guess he was approached to do this. Uh, 10 years ago or so, and he didn't feel like his body had enough character. So he, uh, 10 years on, decided he was beat up enough to do it. <laughs> um, I don't know how he thinks his body hasn't enough character. I saw him about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, in a place here in Dublin, and he was, again, half naked for most of the show, and he was wonderful. I saw him at the Electric Picnic here, too. Again, physicality is part of the deal with him, isn't it? It is, and interestingly, I, I asked him about, I had read, and he confirmed in my book, that uh, when he was looking for a book, sorry, when he was looking for a look in the 60s, he spent a lot of time at the library at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, where he was from, and uh, he'd heard that the pharaohs were shirtless, uh, that, that that was the look of the ancient pharaohs, and he did some research and decided that, that would be a unique, interesting look for him. And he's stuck to it, you know, for 50 years. This is part of the dichotomy around him, which I find hard to get my head around. And when, when you see him in those early videos on stage with the Stooges, he just looks like a force of nature that wouldn't sit, sit still long enough to read a book. Uh, but when you scratch at the surface, the, there is a lot of thought going on with Dick, isn't there? He's really a smart guy. I mean, the first time I saw the Stooges was in 1974, and they did a half-hour show with... Uh, probably at the height of their wildness, and after uh, uh, doing two or three long songs, Iggy fell fell over and had to be helped off stage. I think he was high on something. He certainly was. And uh, uh, it really is a dichotomy to know that that guy, who is now, of course, a straight and uh, much more professional performer, all the while is, is a very learned uh, autodidact who reads books and poetry and history and uh, is very versed in ancient culture and is really a big thinker. Um, I saw a, a an interview or rather a review of the Jim Jarmusch film. I don't think that the, the person reviewing it actually really enjoyed it that much. And a part of what they said was that there wasn't much of a story to him really. That he was a very nice man from a very nice family. He didn't really rebel against his family. He loves his mother and father. And in the interview, he was more than happy to tell you anything he asked. And that was, in a way, almost disappointing because you were expecting this wild, uncontrollable rock and roll animal. But at his heart, he's just a very nice man. Well, I think he is. You know, there are two... He's Jim Osterberg. That's his real name. And so when his friends or people like me are around him, we call him Jim. And the guy who goes on stage is Iggy. Right. And and they're really 
two different people and at various times in his career uh, in the past he's been really out of control uh, for the last 30 years he's been very in control but Iggy still emerges on stage and uh, I think he's both those people um, and, and I like the Jarmusch movie very much but it's 90 minutes or 95 minutes long and there isn't and, and it's got his voice voices of other members of the Stooges and, and fans. And, and it's really difficult to go that deep in a film that isn't that long. Right. I have the luxury of having 350 pages. so Yeah, and loads of time with him. What, what's he actually like uh, up close and personal when you got to spend time with him in his house? He's a wonderful guy. Uh, I, I first worked with him 30 years ago when I worked at A&M Records and he released two albums on our label. And when I met him then, you know, he was this wild man, but when he came in to have meetings with me, you didn't know who's going to walk through the door. And it turned out he was very intelligent, knew who his audience was, knew who he was, had a lot to contribute to the process of releasing a record and marketing a record, and, and yet was still a wildlife performer. And he's continued to learn and grow and is just an absolute pleasure to be around. I did uh, events with him in the last month in Detroit, New York, and I really enjoy his company. But at the same time, he doesn't take any shit from anybody. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know if I That's can That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Um, yes, uh, you, you set in with this book to try and get to the, to the, the core of the Stooges because as time has gone on, the, 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 the kind of the story around them has grown and grown and grown uh, to the point now where many people see them as really the starting point of the whole punk rock movement. Um, does he think they were? I, I know he, I think they were, and he certainly acknowledges they played a very important role and is not an egotist enough to walk around saying we birthed this, but is happy that people give, give him the credit for it. But the myth of the Stooges is one thing I really wanted to explore, because this is a band who broke up in 1974, drug-addicted, completely broke, without a record label, without management, to complete and utter indifference. And during the 29 years they were broken up before they reunited, uh, bands played their music. Uh, Kurt Cobain cited them as his favorite band, and Rob Howard is their favorite record. The Sex Pistols covered them. And this myth just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And Iggy continued his solo career, but there really was no presence for the Stooges. And when they finally reunited 29 years later, their first gig was at Coachella, which I went to, and they headlined in front of 30,000 screaming fans. And so it was this kind of unique situation where when they broke up, nobody cared. And for 29 years, this thing naturally grew and grew and grew and grew and grew until they were huge stars when they reunited and they went on and did world tours and played stadiums. And, uh, you know, I think it was wonderful for Iggy, but that much more wonderful for the other guys who never really made any money until then. And, and for this validation for what they were doing to be so massive and, and worldwide really kind of unprecedented. It is. Um, a thing that comes across too in the book is that he's quite the fan, isn't he? As you looked around his house, he has um, Prince's custom-made shoes in one corner, uh, Jimi Hendrix playing guitar on, on a wall with the whammy bar from that guitar and a That's friend. my house. 
This is your house. That's my house. Then you're quite the fanboy. I'm quite the fanboy. <laughs> How did you manage to get Prince's shoes? Uh, this is what I do. I have a, a website called Record Mecca, where I buy and sell music collectibles, and uh, that's my main job. Uh, uh, and uh, it's hard work, but I travel the world doing it. For a moment there, I thought Iggy was one of those people who, because sometimes you find with musicians that um, if you want to kind of common ground with them, it's their love of music as well. And that kind of Biggie certainly loves music. Yeah, and, uh, listens to music is very up on things, and uh, is very engaged with musicians. And you know, we had these two events where he was signing books and and did a Q and A and an interview with me. And people were constantly coming up to him, giving him CDs, talking to him about specific gigs, asking him his recommendations. And he's always got time for his fans and is very uh, engaged in the music scene. Right. What's on his walls? He has uh, two houses in Miami. The one we visited is kind of his uh, man cave house. So he's got a lot of memorabilia from throughout his career and a lot of art that he created, paintings he did, you know, things like leaning against a wall is a door. And he explained it was the door for his first condo, which was the first property that he owned, first home he owned. And he painted a self-portrait on the inside of the door, and when he moved, he wanted to take it with him as a reminder of that. So he's got this self-portrait on a door just leaning against a wall. Right. There's uh, Haitian sculpture uh, cut out of uh, tin oil drums. Oh, you know, very eclectic, as you right. can imagine. There's a life-size uh, fabric sculpture sculpture of a woman sitting on the couch, kind of leaning back. Is there really? And a first impression... You think it's actually a person when you look. Yeah. And is is that, did you ask where, where who is she or, or where she came from? I didn't, but um, <clears throat> in the same way that his performance style and his music is unconventional, so was his decor. <laughs> if you broke into the house, would you know you were in Iggy Pop's house? You wouldn't know you were in Iggy Pop's house, but <laughs> you'd know you were in someplace special. Yeah, you wouldn't take anything. It comes back. No. Um, <laughs> I wanted uh, to have a good relationship. Yes. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's incredible. He's having such an amazing year, isn't it? Um, I saw interviews with him as recently as two years ago when you got the impression he, he thought his time in the spotlight was over. Um, he couldn't have been more wrong, could he? He couldn't have. Thank God. Thank God, exactly. Total Chaos, the story of the Stooges in all good bookshops now. Jeff, thanks very much for joining us.